Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in New York City, New York, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Payton, Holly Payton here, our trusty engineer, Shay Thomas, and we have with us in this segment, Learning Solutions Manager from a little company some of you may have heard of, Time Warner Cable. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Miss Gail Nadler. How are you? Hi, good, thank you. Well, I have been looking forward to this conversation, and I know Holly has. Uh, we're going to talk about virtual training and e-learning, uh, but you got to help a fella out. Yeah, give me a primer, if you would. Can you just give me a, a working definition of what virtual training is? Could you do that for me and our listeners? Yes. Uh, so for us, virtual training is primarily webinars. So we're not in the same room as the students, as the learners, uh, we're, we're someplace else. So it's not almost training. <laughs> For it's some people, they use the word virtual training. and almost. That's sort of <laughs> right, it's not almost. <laughs> we're really doing learning here. So we're either uh, on a webinar uh, uh, simultaneously with the learners, or uh, we'll develop e-learning, uh, which they can do on their own. So, yeah, this is right up your alley, right, Hall? I'm fascinated, and I have lots and lots of questions. But can you first share with us who is your audience at Time Warner Cable? What part of Time Warner Cable are you providing learning solutions for? I work uh, in the media division of Time Warner Cable, and we are the part of Time Warner Cable that sells advertising to local businesses. So the audience for the training that I work on are the salespeople who sell advertising to local businesses and also the folks who support the sales teams uh, with uh, research or planning and that sort of thing. So the type of content that you're delivering, um, I'm guessing, then is sales training, sales management training, that kind of training? We do have some uh, sales skills training uh, the work that I do is mostly on product training okay. and process, sales process. So for us, a product is a way to advertise. Uh, and there's uh, lots of nuances and variations. And we do have uh, new products all the time. So I know you training types, you have methodologies, you have a lot of uh, rigor and structure and discipline, typically, when you approach something. Do you have to Turn it on its head a little bit, though, when you move from classroom training to e-learning. Do you have to do, do you have to adapt some of your learning strategies when you go to a different medium like that? Yes, actually, I feel like I need to plan even more. Uh, you huh. can't wing it. You're not on your own in the classroom with your folks there. Right. Uh, you might have people all across the country logged into one webinar. Oh, wow. And we do have markets uh, from Maine to Hawaii. So we're all across the country in all sorts of time zones. So we do have a lot of uh, planning that we need to do and, and structuring it. And then there's technology issues, which you might not have, <laughs> or you have different ones when you're in a virtual classroom than when you're in an in-person classroom. Right. We know about that, don't we, Shay? <laughs> we know about technical problems. <laughs> when you do a broadcast and a wire comes loose. <laughs> So, so when you're talking process, sales process, um, is there is there hands-on 
and any requirements, hands-on requirements for mm. people? So how do they, when you're delivering a webinar or, or e-learning, how do people get hands-on experience? Right, that's an important part that we have to keep in mind. That's uh, that's a tricky part because if everybody's all over the country, uh, how do you stop and ask somebody to do a role play with you? So what we do is we create follow-up modules that provide that experience and we give them to the local sales managers. So after a team attends a training, uh, then they, they have their own meetings weekly or so and the manager can uh, then use what we provide them to go over what we've learned and uh, and we'll provide examples of role plays they can do uh, how to address a customer concern uh, or, or an objection or how to position a new product or offering that we have so do you ever have challenges in getting the sales managers to play that critical role that can happen, yes. Uh, but uh, everybody wants to, they want this stuff, actually. In fact, when we, when we leave out that, they ask for it. Right. So, so they are using it. And the managers, what we found is they really like when their group is mm -hmm. together. So when we first started doing webinars, we thought, oh, everyone will be at their desk and logging in. And that's not primarily what happens now. The managers want their group to come into a conference room and view the webinar together uh, as a team. Uh, then they're able to, to discuss things and, and talk. And when we do try to incorporate learner interactions or Q&As during a webinar, well, now we can't really use those polls so well anymore. Because right. instead of having you know thirty responses, you we're have one, have three, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So we might have the group uh, talk amongst yourselves and, and come to a consensus if if, if we do choose to right. use a poll, or we really need to uh, provide that sort of interaction uh, with those follow-up modules that I was talking about. That is so wonderful that you're able to blend. <clears throat> The, the human need for collaboration and discussion with the enablement from one to many, you know, technology. So that, yes, because just like you, I would assume that they're all sitting at their desks, right. you know, that they're not all co-located. But how wonderful for them, because it, it extends your learning. What, what they're trying, what you're trying to provide in having them together. And then the webinar can stop and they can have, further discussions and and further the learning for themselves and for that specific group that's fabulous right um we're liking the idea of of the group getting together uh well in addition to it uh trying almost guaranteeing that they're not checking their email during the <laughs> webinar <laughs> right <laughs> that's one reason for it but it does get them together in a group and one of the things that we're trying to do uh uh, is provide a way for 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 the uh, for the local leadership to take more ownership of the learning and when it happens and all that. So, for example, for us, uh, some of our local managers might have people in three offices, let's say, and they'd like to be in the conference room during the training in each of those three offices. So, what we've been doing is we've been holding the same webinar 
a lot of times to accommodate people in different time zones and to let that manager hop from office to office and be there with their groups. So one of the things that we're thinking of doing to try to uh, lessen uh, the, the time strain, the time commitment from the subject matter experts who are delivering the training is to record a, a webinar for the purpose of providing it to that local manager who can then, when it's convenient for them and when they're with their team, play it, run it, right. and have the conversation around it. And it would be up to us then to, to build what was needed materials for that type of delivery and good follow-up modules for that too. Do you see, um, in the area that you work in, do you deliver any instructor-led training or is it all e-learning? Very little in-person instructor-led training anymore uh, because, as I said, we have so many markets, like 40 markets. Right. How do you do that? Right. Very expensive, to all the travel to, to go everywhere. Sure, and, and the yeah. time it would take and all the people. Sometimes we have a trial of something, and we're going to do that. Mm, let's try it out in just three markets, and then we might do uh, in-person training there. But because we almost always have a leader there, or we might send the subject matter expert to mm. one of those places, um, we seem to be able to do a lot with the webinars. And what we also sometimes do, uh, especially if we're going to do those uh, those modules, pre-recorded modules we were talking about, is then have an ask the expert session, a call in Q and A, uh, give people time to get some questions in their heads, and then call in and and ask. That's another thing that we're trying. That's a great idea. Um, do you see Time Warner the the mix for your company? Do you see the mix really shifting to very small percentage of instructor led and and a much greater perspective or percentage of of e learning? Uh, Instructor-led meaning in-person or this in virtual? In-person. Right. We're hardly yeah. doing any of it anymore because we are so dispersed. We're mm -hmm. so spread out. It's just not so practical. So I have a question for, for both of you. And, and it has to do, you mentioned earlier in the conversation, yes, you have to adapt the strategies or you have to adapt the, the learning strategies a little bit. What about the delivery talent? Because I would think that there would be some some shifts in that someone would have to make, even if they were just a marvelous live presenter on the platform, and now you want them to take that and you want them to deliver it through this medium. I, I actually, I want to ask Holly too, but I want to ask you. I want to ask you first, Gail. Uh, have you have you seen that some folks just can't make the the leap? It is a little bit of a different skill set. Yes. Yeah. So our training team happens to be really tiny. Uh, we have one trainer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he happens to have some background in radio. So ah, he he's nice. pretty good at it. He also happens to be great in the classroom as well. Uh, so where our challenge comes in is we always have a subject matter expert uh, because he can't, uh, our trainer, Jeff, he can't always Sharp guy, know he can't every know topic <laughs> inside <laughs> right. and out. So we do have our, our subject matter experts. Now they sometimes... Uh, they're good presenters and sometimes they're not and it's up to Jeff to sort of pull it together. Right. Um, so that's where we sometimes uh, run into a situation. Um, but uh, it, it's, it seems to be going pretty well, just handling it all pretty well. Right. So what's your favorite part about this work? What do you like the most? 
I like trying to figure out new solutions uh, and finding out what other people are doing so that I can try it also. There's some new things uh, that we've started uh, in the past several months and that I'm looking forward to starting to do soon. Uh, one of the things we've started doing is we've started implementing some uh, prerequisites to our webinars, which are e-learnings in the form of a question and answer uh, we, tool that we've got. And what it allows us to do is uh, provide a baseline knowledge for everyone. Some people might already know a lot about the topic and some people might not know anything. So we want just a common baseline knowledge. And since this uh, tool is in a question and answer form, we can also find uh, where we might need to reinforce knowledge. What did people have mm. a lot of trouble with on this prerequisite? And then we can tweak the actual learning, the training that we give. Then we also have some follow-up modules that we've been using the same tool for. And that will also allow us, oh, this, they didn't quite get this during the training. Now we know what to put into those follow-up modules that I was talking about that right. we give to the local managers. So you're able to do all this and make it so much more customized mm -hmm. than simply designing the webinar to deliver once um, now that you have all these additional Right. prerequisites and follow-ups. And I think that it makes it more engaging for the learner because they're getting uh, content in different ways. And I, I, I like that. The other thing that, we're, uh, that we'd like to implement now is uh, something that I, uh, was, that I learned about at the online learning conference that I went to recently, and that is learning boosters. So what they're talking about is we all know that when we go to a class, we forget so much right away. Right. Uh, and so that's not just me. That's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's a relief. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes we, we want to offer knowledge checks, maybe two or so weeks out to see what stuck with the learners and what we need to reinforce. Uh, but this idea is that let's not just see what they've forgotten, but let's try to help them remember right after, right after they walk out the door. Mm. So maybe for the two weeks following a learning, uh, we might have an every other day email with a poll question or oh, did you know or do you remember or watch this video about this topic. And that will help reinforce what we, the key takeaways that we really wanted them to get out of that learning. I, I'm excited about that idea. I, I like the idea of not uh, finding out what you've forgotten and trying to fix it, but actually proactively helping the learner remember. I bet the people will really enjoy that. I Absolutely. hope so. I think that we can have be, be creative with it also. It doesn't have to, every, it, every booster doesn't have to be exactly the same format, and I think that might add some fun to the learning I do too I think it's a marvelous idea I mean repetition and follow-through is, is so important um, obviously I mean we, we, all, we all recognize that and I wonder if there's not an entirely uh, uh, additional market out there for spouses to have this package of email did you get the milk did you mow the grass did you <laughs> <laughs> so you guys might have opened up an entirely new market with mm -hmm. this thing <laughs> there should be an app for that <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> um, you talk so much about creativity and infusing fun and, and creativity into your work. Where do you go for, you mentioned a, a, a conference, where do you go to keep your ideas fresh, to get ideas? Where do you 
I enjoyed that conference very much. I, I, I mentioned that our team is very small. We're three people. Uh, and so it's very nice to go someplace and talk with a lot of other people about what I do and hear what they're doing that I didn't know I could do that. Oh, that's a great idea. Right, right. So I do try to attend webinars myself uh, from different organizations that hold them. I get a lot of emails and I can't attend all of them. And uh, I guess I, that's, that's how I try to do it. And the content that you're designing, how, how does that flow in an, organization's li- in an organization like yours, which is large, small staff? Does it all get handed down from on high, or do you sometimes go to the, the mountain and say, here's some stuff we ought to be doing? How, do you, how does that work? That's interesting. In our situation, we're very reactive right now. Okay. So I mentioned that a lot of our training has to do with our products. Right. So they're coming to us and saying, hey, we have a new product and everybody has to know about it. Or there's mm. a new procedure that we need everybody to do and we need everyone to know about it. So it, it comes to us, uh, the, mm-hmm. the different initiatives that the organization uh, is implementing that determines what, we, what the training that we deliver. And then the three of you just jump on it. We jump on it. <laughs> I was going to think spe- speed must be really important because you're having to produce once they have the product they need the training yes just like that we want them to tell us when they're even (laughs) just thinking about the product when it's a twinkle in their eye so that we can plan and be included in meetings as soon as possible so that we know when things will happen so that we can plan how do your learners um like the 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 content being delivered virtually and do you have any reactions on from the learners? Do they feel as though that's meeting their needs? It's a mixed bag. I, I think that if it could all be in person, that would be great. Uh, but what is good about this is with webinars, they can be almost anywhere. Uh, we can record them. So if they missed it, because, yeah. you know, f- our, huge. our audience uh, is our salespeople and really hard headed. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> really, we, we want them to be out selling. We right. don't want them in training right. all the time. So if they need to be on a sales call instead of attend <clears throat> our webinar, I think maybe they should do that. So we record all of the webinars. And so that's a great feature yeah. for them that they can uh, see it when they when they need it, and then if they need a reminder, refresher, it's there for them. So that's a benefit of of the webinars too. So uh, we need to wrap here in just a moment, but before we do, I wonder if you would be kind enough to to share with your colleagues. And that's one thing I've noticed in doing this show. We've been we've been doing this show for some time now. Uh, you guys, you're a very collaborative bunch. You learning and and development and training types. But if you if you could share a couple of ideas with your col- uh, with your colleagues with respect to this, uh, some things you might share with them, so maybe they don't have to fall into some of the same pitfalls, or maybe they could, maybe their learning curve's not quite as steep as yours. Uh, what would you share uh, with with colleagues that are maybe just now beginning their virtual training and e-learning journey for their organization? You got any counsel you might share with them? Well, communication. Uh, is so important. Uh, communication with your subject matter experts and with the audience uh, for the training. So uh, 
so having project plans when you're working with your subject matter expert on developing the material, very specific timelines, especially as, as you mentioned, we have these short uh, time frames, sometime yeah. to deliver the training. So handoffs, reviewing material, uh, the back and forth, uh, sometimes you need a good schedule. And so I'm a, a firm believer in, in project plans. And if you can't have a really detailed one, sometimes I write one up. It's just the week of this, the week of this date, uh, we need to accomplish these things. And I call those mini project plans. Um, and, uh, and also, if you're doing uh, webinars, uh, I find it very important to have a rehearsal uh, because we do mm. have new subject matter experts all the time. There are some features. Uh, we, we use Adobe Connect for our webinars. There are some presenter-only features. You need to introduce them to those features, how it works, so that they can feel comfortable. Because the subject matter expert is not a webinar expert. No, right? not most at all. <laughs> right. It's very often the first one, maybe the last one, that they're going to do. So uh, great planning, great communication, rehearsing. We always uh, do a debrief after every webinar uh, so that we can, if, we're, if it's one that we're going to do again, so that we can fix something for the next time, what went well, what can we improve. And something that, we, that went well or can be improved for one topic can be applied to another topic too. So the debriefs are not just for that specific webinar, but for all of our webinars are very helpful. This team of three of yours, I think we mentioned Jeff uh, a little while ago. We got to give a shout out to all of them because I, I, what I envision is these three folks in, in like superhero garb <laughs> are responding to the new product training that needed to be done yesterday. I, uh, we got to give a shout out to Jeff and Felicia. Jeff yes. and Felicia yes. and, and Gail, the three. Uh, a magnificent the, the team. Well, this is this has really been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for coming by and visiting with us this morning. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Thank you. This was great. It. We'll do it again, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Until then, this is Stone Payton, Holly Payton, our wonderful engineer, Mr. Shay Thomas, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family, and especially our friends at Training Pros. We'll see you next time on Learning Insights. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.